But before we get into all that, we need to discuss the letter. Question 10 is that it's just some of the less important lineage first and put it aside. Jesus. And really, nobody's that important or noteworthy just because of Jesus. He said, I'm going to move northward. We'll be gathering around places like the back of the back of the Northward, uh, the Caucasians, that come from this big line, Europe, Asia, the down to Then you get into the next kind of line, another line that goes down to the and the main people migrated more southward, they found in South and Central Arabia, Egypt, the east coast of Mediterranean, the east coast of Africa. Now, many of those descendants later become Israel's enemies. I like the Babylonians and the Philistines. That's the word Philistia. It's where we get the word Palestine today. It's the best part of the world, right? And Ham's son, Canaan, one first by this called Noah, is his descendants that become the Canaanites, and they inhabit what becomes the Holy Land, the one that they become very people. They take the people from the side of the Noah. God doesn't know how to walk up before he comes to Israelite. He keeps them out. Still a bunch of them to slay the rest to survive that that prophet becomes true that the sentence will become true and his brothers. Now there is one stand out in the list of names that sentence, and that is Nimrod, which is eight nine. Nimrod was the first on earth to be a mighty man, he was a mighty hunter before the war. Now when we were kids, if somebody was like Jupiter, he was like a Nimrod, a Nimrod, right? I think Nimrod has this alpha male hunter warrior king who are now founding these big important cities that were really bad cities. They were kind of like anti God cities. They were the opposite of God's cities. That was the Israeli system, like Babylon, who, who conquers Israel. And the Assyrians, who conquers Israel. Like the capital of Assyria, the Ancient Nineveh. And next month, we start the Assyrians and the And they said to one another, Tom, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And the bricks were so 
come and endure hell to see that power with his cross in the heaven. Let us make a for ourselves. That is the truth of the faith of the people. But for our new, for after the flood, they should carry out that cultural mandate talking out of the gold popular years or still the old Going up 
to the heavens. The Lord is the top of the world. So, you tell all these high places that were built everywhere to get close to the God. Now, God dedicated in Jerusalem to the Jews. You go up to Mount Zion. That's where the temple was built. So, when they would go up to Jerusalem, uh, they would sing songs of ascent. They would ascend upwards to meet with God. And yet, they never got away from the idea of building high places all over the field. They would go their own high places where they would go up and get tribes and sacrifices. And they would figure out all these high places getting rid of the high places in the middle of the world. So, they would have a lot of stuff So, here is the correct tribe to meet with God. But really, not God, but it's really becoming the form of God. They are making a name for themselves independently of God. The question is, hopeless to God, where there's no need for God. Today, we have a hidden drive to build a taller thing, to make a name for ourselves. The tallest building in the world is there in the Middle East, right? It's the Burk Cody in Dubai. It's at the half a mile tall. Uh, you can see uh, all 30 feet. Of human autonomy and 
Babylon, which is the symbolic of humanity and business, is too strong for the government. It's not going to be the government. Oh, 
They often take one language because God is verbal. He communicates in words, moves in his image so that we can have a relationship that communicates with him. He made it like animals who bark and serve and store and let you know that you But we can actually talk to God. And God talks to us in his statement. Many things were speaking, words were singing, he speaks to us through the words of the prophets, the prophets, the written words. So, Jesus himself is called what? Before he was known, he was the word, right? Because he reveals God in the clearest way possible. So, he comes down, reveals God, that he sends back up, and the Holy Spirit descends and pulls him back. Reversal of Babel on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, thousands of people were gathered to celebrate the Jesus festival. They all speak different languages. The Holy Spirit gives the apostles with the gift of tongues, that is the ability to communicate in foreign languages that they were able to study. I would have loved that. They had to study for years for one language. They gave us right in the moment. Why? Because they needed it immediately in order to communicate the gospel to all the people who were the crowd is gathered. They're all listening. And they, the apostles, were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the testament. Now, there was one in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, at this loud sound, it must be changed and bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. So, great battle upside down. From one language to many, now it's the main language to what now some of these people like to speak in common language. Where are they hearing about? They're hearing about Jesus. And when they were able to understand it in their own language, they decided to say to 2,000 who baptized that day. And they were united from all the different backgrounds. They became one people, one church, one council, one second, one racial church. The people of God embracing no longer their diversity, but their unity. Embracing our identity to Christ. Different than those of those distinctions. And we still believe the Lord brings us into the field of God's salvation and all of His promises. And it's a promise that we believe the Lord brings us into the field of
So you think about Noah teaches a wife who may be misraised, who's misraised, they have three children, but they have thousands of more misraised. And from all of those, that one family, we have all the very basic things of the ethnicity. That's what it's in my, my own family, because many uh, mothers were Mexican, brown skin, she married, many dads, holy white, Rico. They had three children. That was very different. And it was no time for dad. This is an answer for all the the teacher was darker than his parents. Her brother was full-blown his parents. But many different. So it's just as we're talking about all the races already who is there before the flood. It's a myth. Calling it my fault. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's all this fucking God. And what color skin you are. It's all right. Crossing the same bloodline. What color was that in me? What color was it? What color was Noah? The Bible says that. Because there is one great place. I want to touch him. So I find the physical variation in the terms of that process was related based on our perspective. Where they integrated to an isolated group of intermarried with that. Mm-hmm. 
Is that true? If we look at the diversity, then we tell them to do it often, and we don't want to do it. Because they forgot that. Right? Acts chapter 10 says, God shows no partiality, no favoritism. The gospel is colorblind. Yeah, we don't have to do it. Well, it just matters. We don't tell people they follow. It's irrelevant. And Jim says, if you show partiality, you're committing sin. So if diversity means showing preference or favoritism or prejudice in any way, then no, that's not good. We don't care about that. That's incorrect. We care about values, about values and character. We don't care about critical race theory and quotas and all of those things that divide us because that's just from the division and segregation is from the Equality is just something that we all can have because of inequity. We're not all going to be the same. We're not all going to be the same thing. That's okay. So is there anything wrong with these people? Right now, there are what? 193 nations in the world. And culturally, it's not just and we're the same way our everyday life. All of our homes are like three nations, right? We have our We have boxes, we have boarders, and we may have wonderful neighbors, but they're not allowed to walk around like they ever want to. They're not allowed to go play the job and stay up with us, right? And it's the same way with nations. If people don't have permission, then they come and see them. They can say, yeah, we want to have nothing Thank you. 
And government should be limited. It should be decentralized. It should be all-powerful to be in competition with God. That's why they should be checked and balanced. It's our God. That's our default. So we will not democracy. We want a constitutional republic that recognizes that our rights come from God and the majority cannot outvote those rights. Because democracy can become just as evil as dictatorship if the people are voting for things that are wrong. That's why our second president of our founding said this John Adams, our constitution was made only for a moral relief. It is wholly compatible to the government of people are not submitted to God, we will get the default back to battle. That's what That's what we need. Right now, you know, there's a conservative church in the place of the people. That's it. And where is the death rate for people based on that? Or to be the right 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 or to be the Fallen, fallen, Babylon. And by God, just 
Thank you.